It's March 11, 2020, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, and once again, I'm joined by my co-host, John Biggs. Just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, the news. Bloops. Bitcoin's minor rally just disappeared, erasing about $200 worth of upward momentum as the futures market went wild. Major exchanges, Deribit, Ledger X, Bact, OKX, and CME registered total trading volume of $198 million, surpassing the previous record high, $171 million reached on February 11th, according to CryptoDrota's research firm Skew Markets. Bitcoin was trading above $9,000 on Friday and looks set for stronger gains over the weekend. However, the cryptocurrency fell sharply on Sunday, possibly due to liquidations by alleged plus token scammers, and declined further to a two-month low on Monday. The rapid price drop was accompanied by a sell-off in the traditional markets and likely fueled demand for options. Bitcoin is currently trading at $7,848, while Ether is trading at $197, according to the Coindesk Price Index. A bill aimed at comprehensive reform of U.S. cryptocurrency regulation was introduced Monday by Representative Paul Gosar. It's thought to have little chance of passing, but according to lawyers and backers, it does provide insight into what a top-to-bottom new law governing crypto could look like. Marshall Hainer of Metal Pay and Eric Finman, who became a Bitcoin millionaire before the age of 18, contributed to the discussion draft. Presented on March 9th, the, quote, Cryptocurrency Act of 2020 set out to define categories of digital assets and clarify which federal agencies will oversee each tranche. Will Stetschult, Gosar's legislative assistant, said, quote, The bill looks to provide not only clarity, but legitimacy to crypto assets in the United States. Regulatory uncertainty hangs over the industry as it aims to attract conventional investors. Fully 56% of financial advisors cite regulatory concerns as a reason not to invest in the nascent industry, a recent Bitwise survey found. The bill hasn't yet passed, and there's little expectation that it will. That said, it's a solid example of what similar legislation will look like in the future. Figure Technologies has completed a long-awaited $150 million securitization of a bundle of home equity lines of credit, billed as the first such transaction in which all aspects of the process were managed on the blockchain. In other words, everything from the origination of the loans to the issuance of the bonds to the collection of borrowers' monthly payments is run on provenance, Figure's blockchain, according to the company. This distinguishes the transaction from most enterprise blockchain projects, which have either been demonstrations of the technology rather than live applications, or touch just one piece of the complex process. As such, the bond issue may serve as a showcase for the benefits of distributed ledger technology to businesses at a time when such use cases no longer generate the same buzz as five years ago. Corporate experimentation with technology now tends to take place secretly. A move like this shows that adoption will surprise us as companies move to change the way they do business. Meanwhile, in Asia, two men have been arrested in Tokyo for obtaining cryptocurrency linked to the massive hack of Japan's CoinCheck exchange in 2018. As reported by GG Press Wednesday, the men were held by the Metropolitan Police Department for allegedly obtaining an amount of the cryptocurrency called NEM, or N-E-M, that appeared to be the proceeds of a massive hack. CoinCheck suffered possibly the biggest ever breach of a cryptocurrency exchange in January of 2018, losing about $530 million worth of NEM. The hack was likely bigger even than that of Mt. Gox. Tokyo police believe the arrested individuals have been exchanging the NEM for other crypto assets since February, Gigi said. And finally, in gadget news, the wild story of the Escobar phone just got wilder. Marcus Brownlee, a gadget reviewer, bought an Escobar Fold 2, a phone advertised by a company co-owned by Pablo Escobar's brother, and it arrived. When he examined the phone, he discovered that it was a Galaxy Fold with a gold sticker on it. Brownlee proceeded to tear the phone apart on his YouTube show, and although the gadget made internet waves when it was announced, it appears the entire thing is some sort of scam or Ponzi scheme. 
The company, for its part, accepts only bank wires and crypto payments, and many purchasers, barring reviewers like Brownlee, who might give the company positive press, never receive their units. Brownlee believes the Escobar phone is probably not a good buy. So I guess the lesson we've learned is there are way, way, way too many cases of people not getting their Escobar fold for me to ever recommend you ever buy anything from this company. So don't. Don't buy an Escobar Fold 2. If you want a Galaxy Fold, it is very pricey, um, but I also typically don't recommend you buy one either. And, and just for your own safety of money, don't buy anything that any of these guys are associated with at all. And that's the news. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. We'll see you then.